I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest review, Fast X. Directed by Louis Leteria, Fast X is the action film starring Vin Diesel alongside an ensemble cast. It is a sequel to F9 from 2021, the 10th main installment and the 11th installment overall in the Fast and Furious franchise. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Fast X and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. So, Jason, what is Fast X about? Uh, it's about a whole lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, and his family have outsmarted, outnerved, and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced, played by Jason Momoa, a terrifying threat emerging from the shadows of the past who's fueled by blood vengeance and who is determined to shatter his family and destroy everything and everyone that Dom loves forever. This is the second Fast and Furious film that we've reviewed on the podcast. Rewind and Review, you and Rob did the first one from 2001. We did Hobbs and Shaw. But I still don't, I mean, I know you came to this late, the franchise, and you've not enjoyed it as much as I have. But just remind me. I mean, yes. Like remind you of my journey. Of your journey, yes. Your yeah, yeah. your fast so, I mean, and look, furious journey. I I had watched like the original many, many years ago when it had come out, and then you know, like a movie, a franchise about street racing cars, not really my thing, so I moved away from it. I never really went back. I started seeing, you know, like all these movies coming out, I'm like, what has this become? Is it getting crazy? Zany, you always talked about the franchise, praised it, you know, the Looney Tunes of it all. Um, eventually roped me into watching Hobbs and Shaw when it came out. I watched it, no idea what the hell was going on, but enjoyed that movie for what it was. It was pretty zany, bonkers crazy, but I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm going back, which is why we ended up doing that rewind review episode, doing that, covering that first one. And since then, I've managed to catch up and watch the rest of them. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, like I think most people would agree when you get to like five, six, seven, that's like peak fast and furious. Like this is crazy. Like disbelief, like, you know, all reality is, is, is questionable. It's, it's, it's just nuts, but there's always been this sort of, this sort of thread of, I can kind of, I can kind of accept this. This is, you know, just suspend all just, just, let's just do that. When you get to like eight and more so nine, I feel like I feel like, yeah, the franchise has kind of like gone in. It's just pushed it too far. Like I really struggled with nine. So coming into this one, this 10th or 11th or whatever, but essentially number 10 of the main series, I'm like, cool. As long as this is better than nine, that's all I'm asking for. And I'll Honestly, tell you right now. I, I don't know why nine gets such shade people had not just you but a lot no, of people seem to have issue about, with nine this is something about i think just where they're pushing things it, it just something feels really different from like the crazy funness of five six seven 
and to an extent eight. And when you get to nine, I don't know, it just really didn't work for me. It was the first one, you know, since, you know, the franchise got nuts that I no. just felt I was I like, mean, oh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into this. I don't know. It's what, what you just said there. I, th- I think people are forgetting. And just what you just said there, six is where it gets nuts. No, no, five. Five is where it no, starts to get nuts. nuts. Five is one of the best five ones. Five is nuts as well. Absolutely. Is five the one with the, with the bridge jump? You know, yes. Also, and that's and the moment. That Dom during a fight stomps the ground and the bridge falls. I no, mean, no, no. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying that like all of it. Like, of course, 100. Like, there's so much bullshit in this movie. But people that, tend crazy. to refer to the later ones where it started much, much earlier than that. But oh, Fast no, and the Furious, like I watched the first two on DVD. So back in 2001, and then a couple of years later, Two Fast, Two Furious. I mean, the title in itself. There's two number twos in there. I, I love the title. It is crazy. The title Tokyo... for all of these. I, I... <laughs> they don't make oh, sense. Why, why are we Fast 10? I was suddenly introducing Roman numerals. Anyway, Tokyo Drift was the first one that I watched on the big screen. Go to Rome, mate. Go to Rome. <laughs> oh, wow. How did I miss that? Anyway, the third one, Tokyo Drift. They got that cameo from Vin at the end. Dom showed up for a race. But that film, when I watched it, to this day, my least favourite Fast and the Furious film. But from that movie onwards, I've seen all of them on the big screen. Haven't missed a single one. So just those first two on DVD, the rest of them on the big screen, and even with nine, even with nine, but even with nine, yeah, the space one. I was still going. I was still going. This one though, this one has me. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not enjoying it as much as I have since these films started, if I'm honest, and we're going to get into it. There's some things in here I really, I really didn't like because, I mean, they spent a lot of money on this. And I like the approach because they did go back to where it all started, street racing. So I like that they're leaning back to where it all started, but they're still having the big high stakes. We get that submarine back. We'll wait until the end to talk about who's <laughs> in the submarine. So we're getting that back from eight. And, you know, we're still getting these big action sequences and, you know, the espionage and everything else. But we're getting street racing as well. But let me just say it here. Right? When Ames and Little Miss Nobody, Little Miss Nobody, played by Brie Larson, I thought she was Great, really enjoyed the energy she was bringing to their part. But when those two characters are discussing the things that Dominic's family have done, the screens show footage of events in past movies that would be impossible for them to have. That was that was too silly for me. That was really silly because we were seeing a showcase reel, not just as the audience, but characters in the movie were seeing a showcase reel, not just of the heroes, but even but of the villains, but of not just that, photos, framed pictures in people's homes. Stupid. Uh, okay, an example, the shot of Elena in uniform photographed from above when it's just in the sister's house. And it's just such a weird thing. It's like surely the studio could have reached out to the actress, 
gave her a bit of cash. It says, hey, can we use like a photo of you like from real life Somewhere. and just put it, just dress up the scene? That was odd. <laughs> that really over-the-top wedding in a previous Fast movie, and you've got Dom and Letty, and he, he's in his white suit, and they're stood there, and it was a sequence from a previous movie, yet they've got that sequence framed in their bedroom. I'm like, ah, oh, this just looks shocking. Like, the, the dressing of the <laughs> scenes. Anyway. Well, clearly, they just refer back to the DVDs, and they, yeah. <laughs> I did hear no. I did hear one theory about the footage that they're watching, and it's like, oh, that's because the government or whoever have been watching these people for years and wanting to recruit them. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, bullshit. They've they they just wanted no, to I mean, show the audience a showcase reel, and the characters were just basically doing an audio commentary or running commentary on what they were saying. Yeah, look, I mean, it serves it serves the purpose of commun- communicating the fact that it's like, hey, look, we have been watching them, and like we know what they've been up to. Um, and also like those two characters, you know, a little bit of like humor thrown in there, sort of poking fun at the whole franchise because they're saying, you know, like these characters, these people have, have been doing these things, essentially getting away with it. And then, you know, like they, they've gone unchecked. They need to be reeled in. But look, if we're talking like, it's like the realism of this movie. I mean, it's it, like, it's out the window. It's out the window. And there's so many like gaping, plot holes things that don't make sense you know like how did the truck and the bomb get into rome like the logistics behind that like how did that happen how did that character end up there why is that character not dead why are no characters dead you know like why does brian keep hiding in you know wherever he is <laughs> he's safe house. Yeah. Like, something needs to be done with Brian. look there's so many things and but we know about brian a lot, all of that I can go with. It's bad set dressing and just characters, not just in this <laughs> film, but in film and TV yeah. in general, when you've got characters and they're viewing something they couldn't possibly ever have had access to yeah. or have seen. You know, before I mentioned with Miss Nobody, Ames, played by Alan Richson, great in the Reacher TV series. What's interesting, though, what he said in a recent interview, he replaced Keanu Reeves. So I don't know if Reeves was cast or that's who they wanted initially, but that's what this film could have looked like. But instead, we've got Alan Richardson, who I do like, and you know, he's a big muscle guy and he's younger, so you need that mm. with, you know, Vin getting a little bit older. And I mean, the, the cast, all the originals are back. We knew there were going to be a casualty. I didn't necessarily have it spoiled. I just felt going in, there'd have to be a casualty. I didn't think it was going to be a character I got introduced in the last movie. But um, <laughs> John Cena, Jacob, did not last the film. Oh, but but you know what? Did you see his body? I, I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> what did I see? Not like, did you, did you see the body? Oh, right. I, I... His dead body. I thought he was yeah, asking me if I checked out Cena. But, um, okay, you're right, yes. I mean, there was an explosion. No, that means nothing. I mean, it means absolutely jack shit. No one dies in this franchise, man. And we will get to that submarine. We'll get to it. But no one bloody dies. It kind of is taking away a little bit of the, you know, the impact of, of anything. There's just no stakes. Um, but, again, like, look, there's, even though there's crazy, you know, these movies are crazy. And that's what we've come to expect. And, look. I feel like 
I feel like I am an interesting subject to, um, you know, to be talking about these films because I guess my experience with them is a little bit different. I've watched all of these films so far in quite a small amount of time, like over the past year. It's not like I've spent, you know, like 13 years or, or whatnot, like longer for me waiting for each movie. And yeah, like 20 years. I'm thinking, oh, how long has it been? 2021. No, 2001. I, I, I wouldn't How do you have watched that year. But the thing is, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it the year it came out so on cinemas. And back then, years ago. Holy shit. it wasn't such a quick turnaround for home release. So I reckon. Yeah. So 21 years ago, that's when but I would. But even first if you're saying, it. look, a 20 year stretch, right? I've watched these over the past 12 months. So it's like I've kind of gone on this like rapid journey. I can see the jarring differences between the films, maybe more dramatically, or maybe the exhaustion that a lot of people might be feeling going into it, being like, bloody hell, this is the 11th film. This is what we're getting. I'm like, yeah, like, where's that next film? Like, let's, yeah. let's bring it I on. Mean, so I'm I mean, I'm like, maybe. I'm not feeling the exhaustion, but this is one, I don't know, there was, yeah. I don't know. I can't, besides, really, I can't really describe it. Besides Hobson Shaw, this is my first Fast and Furious film on the big screen right okay and so i mean i'm also gonna have a you know i'll watch an f9 on my shitty little tv at home like, and you know maybe that's not the best way to experience it i mean this watching this one it's on the big yeah. screen it's fast and the furious it's glamorous it's well, not really glamorous it's just you know it's <laughs> cars and shit and explosions i'm thinking more like a bond kind of yeah know, yeah no, it's, like it's not that but, but it, you know, it's you know. still it is still you know <laughs> I didn't not like it. I, I didn't not like it. And, you know, <laughs> most of it, most of it is fun. And it's still, again, not just about cars, it's about family. And I saw this online. I thought it was hilarious. I never would have guessed this number. The word family is said 56 times. Yeah. There's this, there's this <laughs> table, there's this data chart that's going around where it has all the movies and it's like how many times the word family is mentioned. And I think it's, I think it's only like Too Fast, Too Furious where it's not mentioned once. Oh, okay. literally, like you look at the bars and it and it peaks a bit. I think in like seven or something, and it goes down a bit. This one is like double the the record. Like this is the most family that we get. Like it's it's all there, and you know, with all these characters, like we've got a lot of history, and that's always fun to play with. There's stuff going on. They're trying to make this a really personal story, attacking you know like Dom and obviously everyone but, you know, they separate a lot of the characters as well which you know is maybe detrimental to the film maybe beneficial because you get time yeah with each characters it's there's a lot happening there really is but i mean do you know what i there think is a thematic yeah. to lean into family is the one it is do you know what? i think with this one obviously everybody is going to walk away and not feel closure because it is an intended cliffhanger. So maybe that part of, maybe that's partly what I'm feeling, whereas, because you're right, characters, they they do get split up. Mm-hmm. But you kind of think at some point they're going to come back together. I just didn't think that far ahead to realise it might not be in this film and it might be in the next one. Well, because, I mean, this was going to be a film and then it was going to be in two parts and Vin... It's recently said that we could be looking at three parts. So it's like, yeah, which wow. is very, 
obviously very different to saying like, hey, look, this is the tenth film or eleventh or whatever. But we're gonna, we are gonna do. We're announcing Fast Eleven, Fast Twelve. That's different to saying this is part one of two, or I guess this well, is that's part it. one of a of a three part thing, which kind of, and that was kind of like, you know, I guess like stressed me out a little bit going into this because I was like, hey. Much like my experience with watching Dune, it's one half of a movie. Am I going to get to the end of this movie and go, oh, it didn't finish? And that's what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is what happens. I mean, Honestly, the, the last time... point to, to end, but it's, it's like, no, this movie is not. And as this movie was going along and the characters were separated, I was thinking, I was like, no, nah, this movie's been on way too long that these characters are not getting back together yeah. in yeah. this movie. They come close. But no, they they don't quite make it. The last time that I had an experience in the cinema where the film just stopped and I was like, oh no, where's the rest of the film? It was the second Pirates of the Caribbean film because I had no idea. <laughs> and that film just stops. Jeffrey Rush arrives. He walks down some sort of steps. It's been a while since I've seen it. And then end credits. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's over. And it happens... Here, so potentially we're going to be waiting until 2025 to get part two, and then potentially have to wait another two years. I don't know, <laughs> but like this third Fast X movie, so we're gonna to have to wait. But mentioned Jacob is dead, but you're right, nobody. But then there's other characters as well. We've got who else on it's the um. Is it a plane helicopter? It's been a couple of days since I've seen it, but there's a few characters on there. You've got Tej, he's on there, Roman explosion. And in that moment, I'm I'm thinking, well, they're absolutely all okay. There's no way like we're gonna take 100%. all of them out in that one blast. I was confident that they they were fine. The big bad in this film, though, we've never had a villain like this. In this franchise, and I just say eleven oh, films in. Like, well, but we yeah, not like this franchise. I mean, come on, like what Jason Momoa is doing in this? It's like next level. It's like I remember when we reviewed Thor: Love and Thunder, and we said, or I said, it's like Christian Bale is in a completely different film to everybody else, but Christian Bale was making this really straight, serious movie, and everybody else was just being silly. This is the opposite. It's the opposite. <laughs> and it's just ex- all these different extremes. You're like, bloody hell. So we've got this villain, Dante Reyes, and they've done this before. They mess around with what happened in the past and introduce new characters. You're then told they were always there. So you're going back to Fast Five, you know, a personal favourite. For most people, that's a good touchstone. So they're leaning into the first Fast and Furious film, Street Racers, Fast Five. I mean, it opened with Dwayne Johnson as Hobbs from that movie. I was legitimately surprised to see the, you know, reused footage from that movie, but it sets up. But, I mean, Statham as Shaw in these films. He was first introduced at the end, was it the end of six? He was the big bad for seven. I think that's right. Yeah, and it, and it wrecked on the, the number three. To, to, yeah, Tokyo Drift. Because three took place after seven, and that's why Han. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was it was a whole thing. So they've done it before. They've gone back, they've placed 
a villain at a scene. And, and we're getting it again here. But honestly, everybody's raving about Momoa in this. And I've got to agree, what he's doing, it is fun. I mean, dare I say, I think it's too much for a Fast and Furious film. Well, do you know what? It's just, it's no, too, I, think it's, I don't know. I think it's refreshing. It's like, it's like watching, it's like he was doing, it was being like a joker. And, and yeah. you know what, that's not a bad thing. And I think in a movie like this, right, where I can sit here and say, look, a lot of the action which I think at this point, this is what we're going for. We're going for like the crazy action scenes and what can they pull off now? I think they're doing some like some pretty, I'm not going to say amazing, but it's just fun, fun stuff. All right. We're getting a lot of the same characters doing the same thing. And I can't say that a lot of the dialogue and they like, this isn't a very smartly written movie. It's not, you know, anything close to that. If anything, I should be more critical on it, but I'm, I'm in a generous mood today you're not really getting much new in terms of that stuff. It's all the stuff we've seen before. Dom's talking about family, you know, like Taj and, you know, uh, Roman are, you know, bantering about something, you know, whatever. The, these characters are doing that. I think having someone like Jason Momoa doing something different here is really refreshing that anytime he was on screen, I was like, this is cool. But at the same time, you know, like there was a funny quirkiness to him, but at the same time, still he had the threatening side of, no, this is a genuine actual, now when I say actual threat, when I say that, I just mean the character and what the character is doing. I'm like, cool, he's a threatening villain. Obviously, there's actual no threat to anyone because they're all superheroes. But there's, I don't know, I, 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 I don't know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed him. <laughs> It's interesting. And if, and I'm not saying if, if you take him out of the movie, this movie loses a lot of. A it, lot yes, of it feels like yeah. the other films. So Breath of Fresh Air, I agree completely, but just tonally, like, and and again, like, it's really fun what he's doing. And Momoa's got this ability to be. It can be funny, and but he can be really intimidating, threatening, all those different things. So you know, he can play this part really well. It just seemed like I don't know. Like, like it was an amalgamation of like not just Joker but other villains from Arkham Asylum. He just felt like he was doing all these different performances rolled into this one manic character. Like when he's got the guys and he's got the the tape on, like he's giving him a makeover. The dead, there's the flies crawling on the eyeballs. He's painting the toenails. <laughs> he's having. It's just there's a lot. I, I, that's my only thing. It just like it's yeah. It's just a pastiche of all these other quirky villains that we've had in film tv comics over the years all rolled into this momoa character of dante and right. we're going to get to see him again and, and he's going toe-to-toe with dom like they're having an actual fight when they're on the bridge and then the guys come and they've got the automatic weapons so as you do dom rips the door off a car uses it as a shield it's like oh <laughs> he is a superhero <laughs> The man loves bombs. It's like, even when we get, you know, the great moment in the movie where we kind of go back to street racing and it's like, hey, you know, well, this is good to be back doing this. Halfway through the race, it's just like, twiddle in the mustache, like, <laughs> I've got bombs attached to the car. It's like, great. Yeah. Again, 
more logistical plot holes. How did he get the bombs on the oh, car? Mate, Later he... on at the <laughs> at the dam, how did he get those giant yeah. ass bombs on at the, the beginning side of the dam? Like and Dante. How? <laughs> In the beginning, when Dante, he was going to blow up the Vatican and Dom's like racing and the bomb's driving and he's sort of like, there's there's no way you could stop this, Dom. There's no way. And he flips his car and he bangs into the crane and the crane spins around and knocks the bomb and it goes in a different direction, lands in the water. Again, okay, I will I say, mean, I will say <laughs> we're talking, yeah, the crane thing is probably the, I think that if we, if we were to, if I was to award this movie, like a, a moment in this movie of like the stupidest, dumbest. I mean, that is lunatics. That is it's something. The, it's, the, <laughs> it's the crane thing. It's the crane 100%. I mean, how could you like possibly any... know that would work? Because <laughs> <laughs> family. Because <laughs> he's, because he's dumb, freaking Toretto, man. He can, he can get it done. He's Vin Diesel. Um, it's, yeah. That's crazy. You know, there's a, there's, I made this joke to my wife when, when the movie was finished and I was like, you know, I want to see like just this weird pseudo six hour movie of Jason Momoa as Dante with his goons just setting up all of his <laughs> yeah. little, like, just like, is it on straight? No, I like, just, just doing, it'll be a very Monday movie, but it's just him just setting up shit. I mean, but you just, know what though? He's prep work. Yes, but he's got a very effective approach. I mean, this this movie essentially opens with Cypher, Charlie's Theron, and she turns up at Dom's door, and he's got more than you know reasons to not want to help her, but she needs his help, enemy of your enemy, and all of that. But when you're shown how Dante took over, and it's like he knew who works for her, and he knew who was close to them. Apart from that one guy, he had nobody, not even a dog, shot him. But he's like, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Like that's that's his approach. Okay, so he was, you know, he walked in and he's like, he's got, he seemed to have no weapons yeah. on him at the time. So, what's going on here? So, Dante is an original character. I, I do like him, and again, I like what Momoa is doing here. It's just, it's a lot. That's that's all. It is. I mean, I was, I was at the start of the movie and I came to terms with it after, but I was like, where has he been for 10 years? What has he been doing since fast five? Like planning, but clearly <laughs> planning. Yeah. Making these bombs, setting these bombs up, researching all these people that he can <laughs> manipulate, like maybe getting footage of <laughs> all these characters and giving them to the agency. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe the plot holes are answering themselves. We're still, it's, we still don't know where Mr. Nobody is, do we? Because he wasn't in Nine. He's not here now. Yeah. Little Nobody well, came keep... back, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, she's... And now we've got Miss Nobody. Mm. But she did. Or is she? Who the hell knows? Um... Oh, she'll be fine. <laughs> I just don't believe... She'll be right. She'll be, she'll be, she'll yeah, be okay. She'll be fine. Um, but obviously they're hinting. I mean, I expect he'll have some sort of triumphant return. It'll be very dramatic and it'll be like, oh, there he is. He's back. And it's Kurt Russell, so it'll be cool. They'll absolutely pull off a dramatic return there. He'll be wearing his suit. Or maybe he won't be wearing his suit. I don't know. It'll be be cool. Um, But no, seriously, look, the Brian situation with um, uh, Paul Walker. Now, obviously, with archival footage, we got to see him again in action You know, on the bridge again with the safe, all that kind of stuff. Kind of nice to see. but look, what they're doing with his character, like when you have all this crazy shit happening, 
you know, like his house is being invaded, his wife's being beaten up, his, you know, like his nephew's been kidnapped and he's just tucked away. I get it. Like the story is saying he's tucked away with his kid. With his own kid, yeah. Yeah, you know, like protecting them, all, all good. But at the same time, I'm just like, it happens just, it just seems really jarring to just keep having him off screen whilst yeah. all this stuff is happening. They need to do something with him. And I think maybe they will. Maybe the next one to really push Dom that, you know. It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, that song, I can't remember the name of it, but the song they used at the at the end of Fast uh, and the Furious 7 that was his last film and his brothers filled in as body doubles so they could finish um, his final shots. But they bring the instrumental back whenever they're talking about Brian and it works really well. Mm. But you are right though. like Because we know Brian from all these films. Nothing could keep Brian from being with his family, <laughs> with Dom and everyone else. And especially, you know, if his wife is being attacked. But, I mean, having Jacob there, until they don't, because he could be dead, <laughs> that, w- that was good. Having So Jacob was there to to help her out, although she really did, like Mia, like she really did, you know, she was holding her own for, for a lot of it. No, but, I right. yeah, no, I but I agree. Brian, they're going to have to do something. I knew, but I didn't know where she was in the film. I knew that his daughter, Meadow Walker, was in it somewhere. And it wasn't until after oh, okay. seeing the film, I read online to she plays the flight attendant who assists them on their mission. That's her oh. like gesturing you know, and nodding. Speaking of speaking of Jacob and, and little Brian, obviously, on their little road trip adventure, like, okay, is this a fair statement to make? Jacob is now a completely different character than who he was in the ninth movie. I mean, I know, obviously... They made peace and all that kind of stuff, but it's like he essentially, John Cena essentially got to play. Hey, I'm doing the PG 13 like road trip kid movie, right? Thing. Yeah, oh, I, own, yeah. yeah, that's what he was doing, right? Like, it, it is, he got to play that, goofy, it is different. Well, John Cena kind of character, yeah, it was a different thing. It was very like serious and revenge and all of that in, in nine again, better than people say, but he, that's that's who he was. But he is, it's it's almost as if. In between Fast Nine and this movie, he's made Peacemaker, and he's you know he's he's a different John Cena now. But I thought he was I thought he was good in it. Like he you know, and he was with Little B and and they had their I said their little road trip. And he, and I honestly thought he had a canoe in there. So when it ended up being the plane, <laughs> well that was great. I just honestly thought like just the decoy he was carrying a canoe for a bit of. Uh, a bit of misdirection. Well, some other characters that come back. I mentioned in the opening, you get some shots of Wayne Johnson, once again as Hobbs, footage from Fast Five. Never in a million years did I think we would see Dwayne Johnson back as Hobbs, and we get it in a mid credit scene. I was generally... Really surprised. It's been so long since Fast Five, and yes, we had the Hobbs and Shaw film. We've seen Johnson elsewhere. Of course we have, he's everywhere. But we've seen him in other things. But when he takes off his mask, like, oh, Hobbs has got older. 
Like he's got the grey in the <laughs> in the goatee. I thought, oh, he really does look older. Because again, although he, he was in those sequels, I think Fast Five for Hobbs, that's the movie that I go to. It's where he was first introduced. But, you know, the very public beef between Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, and I've got to think, if Black Adam would have done better, we might have not seen Hobbs at the end of this movie. <laughs> That's presumptuous. But uh, look, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes, I would say it's a surprising return. However, and I know I think your a little, little journey here was a little bit different, but for me, it was... Now, I know it was like publicised and it was in news stories, but for some reason I had stood clear of them. I had no idea. You told me that you heard a certain rumour about something. You didn't tell me what it was until after the fact. It was the the day of um, that I got to go to this screening again. Thank you to well, thanks to Universal and Warner Brothers for the um you know the premiere that I got to go to. Um, but yeah, the the day of I heard, and it was someone like happily sharing it because it had been shared in the in the news so you know freely and stuff. And it and it was dropped. It was like, oh yeah, you know Dwayne Johnson appears in the you know he's back in the in the in the post credits, and I was like, oh get out of here, what like. But obviously it had been publicised and I guess you had come across that story. What I'd come across, it was um, somebody had used a screenshot of of Hobbs and the the headline was something of like returning to the franchise or whatever. That's But I didn't click on it, read it or anything. When I got the opening and saw Fast Five again, in my mind, I thought, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe he's coming back at a later date. Sure. Wasn't waiting for him. And it was a genuine so, okay. surprise to see him. So it wasn't spoiled for me. So I got to see oh, it. Oh, so I legit had a... <laughs> right. So it wasn't actually... I mean, even, it wasn't spoiled for me, no. Even like interpretation of, of some stories, like even my wife was saying, she was like, I've heard like Paul Walker is is in this movie somehow. Like they've... And I was like, oh, like is, maybe they've used his brother again or something. And then we realised, oh, it was just the reused footage from... Yeah number five so it's like oh so an interpretation but still i'm a little bit peeved but again the news stories were circulating about dwayne johnson's return which i think which is ridiculous yeah um, like if you're watching it for that prepare to be disappointed because it really is just the mid-credit scene and for the most of his screen time you don't even see his face and then the final moment it takes his mask off <laughs> that's true but before we get to that though we get a final scene because what happens? The screen goes to black, and that's where I'm After like, after the cliffhanger, the yeah, cliffhanger. cliffhanger goes to black. I'm like, oh no, that's it. But then we get the submarine back from Fast and Furious Eight or Fate of the Furious, the eighth movie. Free and loose with these titles, but the eighth movie, we get that submarine back. Charlize Theron, Michelle Rodriguez, she's great as Letty always. I think we just need to say that, but people know. She's really good as Letty, but they're <laughs> rescued by Gazelle. Gal Gadot is back. Generally did not see that coming. I wanted to, like, I feel like I should have enjoyed that moment more, but it was just another kick of no one stays dead in this, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Han come back, you know, like it's so, I felt more just like, and again, this was seconds after being like, oh, that's a cliffhanger ending, we're done, or maybe it's not, you get, yeah, fake deaths, like no one dies, and then end credits, and I'm just like, oh. So it left, I'll be honest, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth at the end of this movie. I was just like, oh, come on. 
So you, yes, the, the, right. It's not just me then, is it? Like this is the one. And again, I know you had your issues with nine, many from the sounds of it, but this is the one that I watched <laughs> when I went away from it, just thinking, I don't know. Like, there's just something about it. It's not landing the way the others have for me. And, and I don't think it's just the cliffhanger and the cartoon villain in Jason Momoa's Dante. There's, there's something different about about this movie. And I don't know, maybe it is. I think a lot of the, look, because I think for the most part, and I think we're probably there, I'll let you lead us into it, but also, look, I, I enjoyed this movie. Like, I enjoyed watching this movie. I enjoyed, I had fun with the action. I thought it was funny, even though the dialogue is shit. I feel like I'm doing my rating, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> Can't stop me now. I'm out of control. Um, like, even though this dialogue that's, you know, it's really crummy, it's like, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm just like, I'm here for these characters. I know them. I'm on this journey. I can't get off. I'm sick. Part of the problem. Um, but then there's just things that irk me. It's like, this is an incomplete movie. It doesn't, and I'm like, cliffhangers are fun in tv when you can come back like the next week and speculate for a week and get excited or a season break or something but like this is like are we getting it next year are we getting it in two years time like when is this next movie out i don't know so i just feel and all the the fake death stuff like they just can't keep doing this too it's just because there's no stakes you can't it, it just makes it harder and harder and harder to take things seriously but at the end of it still have fun and if i had paid for this movie i would have i wouldn't have regretted watching it on the big screen so lots of fun there i'm going to give this like a 3.5 which is which is just a nice happy like i had a good time it's fun the action's pretty great but man it's a stupid ass movie they all are (laughs) yeah i'm also going to come in at a 3.5 I did still have fun with it, but not as much fun as I have had with this franchise outside of Tokyo Drift. The issue you've got about not feeling like there's enough stakes, like characters come back (laughs) from the dead, I've got to be honest, I'm absolutely fine with that. I don't need those kinds of stakes because I like the actors, I like the characters. I don't necessarily want to see them die i want them to stick around so if they can just give us some bullshit reason why they somehow survived that's fine <laughs> but the film itself though it's just i don't know it hit differently whether it's the cliffhanger to know we have to wait for a part two potentially a part three yeah it's it's still a good time at the movies like these films do deliver and some people criticize the dialogue and whatever but you just watch them for a good time and you don't need to like fast cars, like the good action movies, but yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. 3.5 <laughs> out of five. Well, that's it for our review of fast X. If you haven't already check out our other shows, rewind and review and sounds like comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Air. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.